Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of In the Kitchen with Cosima. This is our Cookie Momo episode. And joining me today, I'm going to have my brother and sister-in-law, Chad and Nikki Ketchum, to help me talk about all things cookies. Is everybody as excited as I am? Well, awesome. Let's get to this. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How about you? It's good. It's good. So we're here to talk about cookies. We are here to talk about cookies. Yeah. Yummy. Cookies are yummy. I'm, I'm glad you had that very important input, Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cookies are one of those really cool things because they've been around essentially as long as baking has. Because if you look at the history, or initially, I think they trace back to the 7th century AD by the Persians. Then it ended up going all over Europe um, through the Muslims and other, you know, historical. So it, I mean, it's been in America for yeah, that's for a really long knowledge that you have there, Nikki. Thank you. What can I say? I love history. I've always wondered though if cookies came about because somebody didn't put enough leavening in there and. The- make this all the time certainly could be because i know it had something to do also with the origins of sugar like sugar was suddenly prevalent and so people are like hey let's add this to what we have going on and oh look it's delicious and it's portable and it's not messy and it's easy to share and it didn't matter what class you were in rich or poor like it was a thing everybody enjoyed right because that's also the history of the matzah right so the the matzah was the unleavened bread and with pharaoh and so that's how it became prevalent in the jewish history so they didn't have enough time for it to rise so they ate the unleavened bread and now it's part of the religion and part of their history so i always i always think about that because cookies rise just enough they're not cake they don't rise like bread so it always made me wonder about that i always think about how versatile cookies are too and especially when we were yeah and when we were at your house the other night and you had those tahini cookies, so they were kind of savory and not Yeah, so that one's actually really fun. So one of the pitfalls in baking is people often don't use the right flour. And so that's something that can kind of set your recipes off. But with the, those particular cookies, those were actually a salted tahini cookie. It's not nearly as sweet, but it does have chocolate chips in it. So you do get that little bit of sweetness. But what's interesting about those is it is a combination of almond flour and coconut flour, which is not something you typically see in a cookie. No. No. <laughs> Especially not coconut nor almond cookie flour. The, the and main... it's funny, Chad's actually the one who initially found that recipe he, because he just loved tahini. He stumbled upon that recipe. That's true. I, I don't and think that people get like, enough hey, tahini in their tea. life. Huh? huh? I said I don't think people get enough tahini in their life. Exactly. No way. <laughs> there's, there's a tahini yeah, we shortage. Yeah, don't get enough tahini. There, there's, no. there's the... And there's different types of cookies all around the world, right? So in the biggest place that I think that right. you see almond almond flour being used is the French macarons, which Juju insists mm-hmm. on calling macaroons, no matter how many times I try to change her mind on that. Right. <laughs> and flour, you know, paste, basically, that you make with almond flour and egg whites that you then pipe yeah. into a shape, and then you have to let them sit forever. I've made... 
macarons with her three different times and it never gets any easier. They're super fun to make, but they never get any easier. It's a very weird, very arduous, very all day long process, but you have to right. really like that almond flour flavor because no matter what filling you use, you can always taste the almond flour, oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. That's right when you're making them or else any little thing can set it off. Whereas your typical standard cookies that you, you know, you grow up making with mom, those are, those are a little more forgiving. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. And I know that you and I personally differ on how we like our chocolate chips. I like right. mine to spread and be super thin and crunchy. And you're a little more of a, of a chunky chip kind of girl. I am, I like it chunky and I like it chewy. We were over at your house the other day, those cookies from Crumble, those are almost too underdone mm -hmm. for me. Like I have, mm -hmm. a, I have a real problem with those cookies that taste like they're not quite all the way cooked. Mm -hmm. well, I think the problem is too, there's a lot of recipes where they count on them being underdone to get that texture rather than adjusting the recipe to make it that texture, but fully baked. That's a really good point, Chad. That That is true because there's... without having to rely on the baking, but you rely on the actual right. technique. That is yeah. a really good point. I think- um, So what, I was gonna ask, what, what are some of the common pitfalls that you run into when the cookies aren't just right or somebody's saying, hey, my cookies went wrong. What what do you do to fix it? So if if the cookie spreads too much, right? If it gets too, if it gets too thin and you don't like it, you can always add flour. You add a little bit at a time and then you bake a test cookie and see, and tiny bit of milk a little bit of time and bake a test cookie to see if you can get the spread just right. Milk or oil, mm -hmm. depending on the kind of flavor profile that you're going for. So those are ways that you can adjust it. Um, now I have gotten to the point to where it's just completely ruined and then you have to scrap it and just start all over. Yeah. Right. One of the common ones I see are that people at the end of the day, baking is science. And yep. science, you have to have all the components in the right, you know, texture, manner, ready to go and mix so that the right chemical reactions will happen. Yeah. And I've said that throughout this entire podcast is that baking is chemistry. And baking is chemistry. That's true. And, yeah. and for chemistry to right you have to have the mixture right and it has to be you have to follow the recipe it is it's science baking is science and if you yeah. have the measurements wrong you're gonna fail every time which is oh my gosh really Let's excellent talk about point. one of my biggest peeves which is flour mm. okay so in europe they actually measure flour on scale and that gets you the most accurate measuring cup and you way don't scoop way don't scoop oh yeah that that's my biggest that is the biggest thing way don't scoop right learn right. how to can learn how to convert the recipe on the bag of flour itself it tells you how much a tablespoon weighs do the math and then weigh the ingredients it's not that hard right right exactly not to mention that goes back to exactly what you were just talking about with do you have enough flour did you add too much flour that's mm -hmm. where it comes from you don't have a truly
Exactly. All of those recipes where I see where they're like, fluff the flour and then spoon it in and scrape it off. Makes me want to bang the cookbook against my head until I fall unconscious. Right, exactly. Well, guys, this has been awesome. I want to thank you so much. This has been amazing. I really appreciate your time today. And once again, Chad, as you said before, cookies are yummy. They are. Thanks, guys. You get nothing else from this. That's right. If that's the only takeaway, cookies are yummy. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <Cookies> are yummy. <laughs>